Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, December 16th. And if you went to bed early last night, oh boy, you missed the big NFL news in the middle of the night. We'll get to the NBA shortly. We'll get to our guest in a moment. We'll get to the best bet for Thursday Night Football. But before all that, Urban Meyer canned. I mean, it's unbelievable. Listen, I will do a, obviously right off the top, I was wrong on Urban Meyer. I thought the Jags would win the play, get to the playoffs, win the division. You got Trevor Lawrence, you got Urban Meyer, like, come on, that's a winning combo. And I could not have been more wrong. What a spectacular disaster Urban Meyer was in Jacksonville. And Frankly, he goes right to near the top of the list for worst coaches in NFL history. I mean, really, you, you know, I mean, you look at a guy like Hugh Jackson, his record 336-1, Marty Morningwig 5-27, and 27. Um, Bobby Petrino has to be up there. Everybody remembers his story. Takes over the Falcons and decides almost near the end of the season, I can't hack it, I'm out of here, leaves a laminated note for each of his players in their locker. A couple sentences. Hey, you know, blah, 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 good ride, I had to go. You know, like Bobby Petrino. That was a guy uh, who failed miserably in Atlanta. And listen, Lane Kiffin was awful with the Raiders. I think his record was 5-15. and 15. But I got to be honest, I did not see Urban Meyer not getting to Christmas with the Jags. Um, I, it, it, this is a stunner. Like, he failed in every way possible. Um, I mean, a- anything you want to look at in his career, he's been a winner. He dominated at college. Um, he first at Utah with Alex Smith, then he goes to, uh, well, no, actually, I think Bowling Green first, right? And then Utah, and then he gets to Florida, crushes it. He gets to Ohio State. He's dominant. Uh, this is a guy who basically won everywhere he went, but his key was, I'm going to get five-star guys, and they're going to be your four-star guys because I'm urban and I can recruit. And 
that doesn't work in the NFL. <laughs> Everybody's a four or five star guy. You just, you know, he just had no chance. I mean, yeah, at Utah, 22 and two, couple national titles at Florida. Wait, did he win three? No, just two national titles at Florida, looks like. Um, and then winning at Ohio State, and he ends his NFL career at 2-11. and 11. Oh, boy. This is, uh, this is a big one. Um, obviously, there's a ton of other NFL news happening this week, so maybe this goes away. Maybe Chargers-Chiefs is a thriller, and this isn't that talked about, but I just – I'm stunned, folks. Now, well, you could start to see the writing on the wall like, hey, this is heading sideways in recent weeks, but fired? After 13 games, got handed Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this sets back Trevor Lawrence, obviously, now. Jaguars, like, gosh, the locker room. Now, I will say this. If you're looking for one bet I will be giving out tomorrow on weekend NFL best bets for week 15, the Jags are going to be one of them. You guys know the history. You fire the coach, everybody gets amped up to play for the new guy. The bad guy's gone. Every players locked in and of course they play Houston this week so you know they're going to perform well but that's the big story today Urban Meyer dismissed and he's going to go down but whether you guys like him or not he's I know he's got a lot of fans in Ohio State and Florida as one of the biggest failures in NFL history all right let's get to the NBA Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy. He's been here before. He loves putting out NBA stories, source stuff that really ruffle feathers around the league. We like that. We like um, trouble. I don't know if troublemaker maybe is strong. Jake Fisher, how are you, Jake? I'm doing well, thank you. Some people really yeah. think I'm a troublemaker. Um, Dude, that's good. I think I'm just trying to put out real stories that might not have gotten out there otherwise. So. Yeah, we had, we had a guest on yesterday talking about the NFL, and it was like, listen, the NFL doesn't want you to report a bunch of stuff. When they give you the okay, you can report it. The NBA is kind of getting there too, right? The NFL is not allowed in locker rooms. Um, I mean, in the NBA, like they want to keep the media at bay and keep the stories positive, right? Yeah, I, I don't think anything I write is necessarily negative. I mean, I have definitely put out details that I don't think the league or team would have like, – I was the first to report that uh, – Minnesota's GM, Gerson Rosas, got fired because of an inappropriate workplace relationship. Oh, um, but the stuff that got people mad this week is that the Lakers are, you know, um, I, I don't think they're calling every, I didn't say they're calling every team shopping Russell Westbrook, but they certainly called Philly about it. And people are talking about the future of Jalen Brown in Boston. I brought that to light and Celtic Sands got mad about that. So I think it's more about um, clandestine conversations coming into the public eye that make people sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would a hundred percent agree. And when it reaches to the level of like Woj and those guys putting out, there's probably a done deal. You know, you're uh, ruffling feathers, what's happening early. And this rust thing, you know, is interesting, but it shouldn't be, should it? I mean, Jake, they're 15 and 13. And I know they've had uh THT was hurt. And again, THT, not even an all-star, but he matters. He is part of the rotation. One of the few guys who was actually there last year. Kendrick Nunn, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, Trevor Ariza hasn't played. And I know people are going to scoff. Oh, 35-year-old Trevor Ariza. What does that matter? <laughs> but, I mean, Jake, they, they basically had three holdovers from last year and then a bunch of new guys. And then a bunch of guys are hurt. And, you know, they don't look good. And LeBron has missed, I believe, 12 games. They're 5-7 and seven in those games. And Russ has played in all of them. And these are the games he was winning last year. So when you're talking about internal discussions to trade Russell Westbrook, how serious should they be? Remember, two years, $91 million left on his awful contract. Um, I, I think you kind of mentioned the roster construction there. Taylor Horton Tucker was somebody that the Lakers did not put in trade talks for Kyle Lowry before last year's trade deadline. He's also represented by the same agency that is LeBron James's agency. Same with Kendrick Nunn, who also signed there this summer with an idea that he had a chance to be in the starting lineup. And like you mentioned, he hasn't been able to get out there yet. So I doubt those two guys, are, they're really keen on moving yeah. them at this point. The only other player on their roster outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis who isn't on a minimum contract is Russell Westbrook. So if you are being a responsible and forward thinking and um, aggressive minded front office that has a goal of winning a championship around LeBron James, you are going to meet as every single team met and made calls to other front offices ahead of this December 15th date that we're at today. Um, You know, you're going to look at your options to see how you can upgrade your roster and there's very few options outside of moving Russell Westbrook, which there are very few options for that to even happen either. I don't think it's going to happen. I would not expect Russell Westbrook to get traded, but I think it's only right. If, if, if I worked for the Lakers, I would certainly be trying to look and see how I could upgrade my roster right now as well. And that would be probably the most um, clear path of, in terms of players that I'm not necessarily married to. Yeah, now I don't want to be perceived as a Russell Westbrook hater. Uh, I know people will scoff at that. But, Jake, something clearly is going on. If you look at the number of shots he was taking earlier this season, every game, it's like 13, 18, 20, 25, 27. Jake, uh, here we are, December, and Russ took eight shots against OKC. He took nine against Memphis and eight against the Clippers. So something's going on. I don't know what, 
But either they had her internal discussions or they were like, yo, dial it back. What do you think's happening with Russ and his uh, volume of shots going significantly down? Um, I, I can't speak to that definitively. It, those conversations do happen around the NBA. It's certainly possible. Um, but a lot of those times, you know, sometimes it's circumstantial. Sometimes it's matchup-based. Sometimes, um, you know, LeBron maybe has decided to change his approach. You know, he he, he very – I mean – I remember I was sitting courtside at the garden, not during a game, like at shoot around. Like I was on the Knicks actual bench one day when LeBron was still in Cleveland. And it was the year that Kyrie was hurt and Isaiah Thomas was hurt. And he was basically playing point guard for the Cavs. And he was like openly yelling kind of at me, not like, not like in a, in a demonstrative way, but I was talking to Channing Fry about basically what it's like to play with LeBron. I was doing a story about, how that Cavs team had all these former playoff rivals, Derek Rose and Dwayne Wade, who obviously was his teammate, but and Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas and Kyle Korver. So I was asking Channing Fry about like what it's like to become a former LeBron adversary on his team. And LeBron just kind of piped up and was like, I didn't think I was going to play point guard this year, but here I am playing point guard. Like he does kind of pick and choose what position and what role he wants to play on the fly. That has happened in the past. So could it have happened? Yeah. Did it happen? I don't know definitively, and I, I will not say that. <laughs> Do you think that uh, the, the the Russ talk that you reported that they had internal discussions about trading got to Russ and he has changed his game because he don't want to go nowhere because he, he is an L.A. guy? Um, he definitely doesn't want to go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I also think, you know, for them to actually make a trade like that, um, you know, it, it, it would certainly take uh, agreeance and um, – back channel messaging or whatever to all those top players involved. I mean, the way this deal came about was LeBron and AD and Russ having conversations, just like they talked with DeMar DeRozan talked with Dame and LeBron made overtures to Chris Paul. Like th those conversations do happen. Is it, are they related? I can't say for sure. No. Um, all right. So now the, uh, the one question that everybody's asking, okay, fine. They had talks about trading Russ. Well, who the hell's going to want him? And, your speculation, I mean, was basically Ben Simmons is one name, salary-wise, talent-wise, that could work. But do the Sixers want anything to do with Russell Westbrook? No. And that yeah. that is the one definitive external call that I know the Lakers have made on gauging Russell Westbrook's trade value was to Philadelphia. Um, but the way I, it was described to me from Philadelphia's side of things when I talked to people there on Monday – um, was that the conversation went very quickly. They basically, the Lakers said, we're interested in Ben. Um, and the Sixers said, well, you know, how could we get there? It became obvious who the only real contract would be. The Sixers quickly said no. And I think that's really much how it went. Outside of that, the only other players who are making 30 plus million dollars who are pretty eligible for trade right now, that's that's what you have to start with to just match Russell's yeah. salary. Like a Kevin Love in Cleveland, you'd still have to put – Ricky Rubio's salary um, outgoing, and he's been a great uh, addition to the Cavs this year. The Cavs, from people I've talked to in Cleveland, don't seem to have much interest in Westbrook either. Um, so that that's not really an alternative. Then the only real options left on the board are C.J. McCollum and John Wall. I don't, I, I really don't foresee Russell Westbrook coming to Portland and being the the change that the Trailblazers need around Damian Lillard. And the whole dynamic with Houston and John Wall is already pretty messy with, you know, that whole structure with wanting the Rockets clearly want John Wall to just sit on the sidelines and bubble wrap and, and wait out this contract. Um, or I mean, they'd, they'd love to buy him out, but John Wall has no interest in doing so. Um, so I don't really know how sticky that situation is in terms of like how it relates to making a deal with the Lakers. And John Wall also has played 20 games in the last three years. Like are the Lakers, Jeez. are the, are the Lakers, it's just what it is. Are, are the Lakers going to have real legitimate interest in swapping Russell Westbrook, who is playing for them, who is at least active and um, he's not, I don't think an overall negative player right now, right? Not yet. Not, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. But, but I mean, really what's the market for a 33 year old high volume shooter who takes uh, long twos, can't shoot threes, and wants the ball in his hands all the time. Like, there's just no market for that. So no. the Lakers are going to have to go with what they've got. I will. I know that this is like nine straight minutes of negative Lakers talk, but uh, we have a lot. We have a large Lakers audience since I'm out here in LA. But Jake, do a great job last ten games, all the Lakers fans that I pissed off. 
Oh, yeah, of course. You're winning them all over. But let's be positive for a sec. Last 10 games since LeBron's been back, uh, Frank Vogel has tightened up the defense, and their defensive unit has rated top five in efficiency over the last 10 games. Now, I, again, that what is that saying? OKC, Orlando, Sacramento. There's some jokers in there. Pistons. But it's it's a progress progressive sign, right? I would think so. I mean, the defense was, I think, the biggest calling card of that Lakers championship team. As much as AD and LeBron obviously delivered offensively and moving AD to the five was so important, um, I, I think the defensive side of things was clearly the Lakers calling card and, and Frank Vogel's. It's been Frank Vogel's calling card throughout his head coaching career dating back to his days in Indiana, right? He was the guy who kind of coined verticality with Roy Hibbert. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always been his strong suit. And I think um, that's been what he's preached from day one both publicly and privately um, for the Lakers. It, it was it was a big part of their recipe to win the title in 2020. So it makes sense that that's kind of something that they need to shore up and have taken steps for being that they have not, they before that stretch, they were definitely not a good defensive team so far this year. Yeah, awful. Uh, now, Jake, listen, we know in the NBA when something gets reported, you've got to like take a step back and say like, oh, I wonder why that came out now. So I think about a week ago, there was a big story that Damian Lillard is eligible extension, and he may want two years, $107 million, or whatever the ridiculous number is. He wants to be the highest-paid player in the league. So that came out, I don't know, a week, 10 days ago. And lo and behold, as you said, December 15th is a kind of a big date in the NBA because the majority of players who signed contracts last summer are trade eligible. What is your read on the Damian Lillard report from last week, his alleged demands, and Portland stinking this year, and Lillard maybe getting moved? So I want to be clear in saying that, well, for my reporting at least, I try to bring stories and information to light when they seem relevant based off of conversations I'm having. But yes, there definitely are certain reports out there that do tend to, you can, I don't, I don't play that game publicly, but yes, I understand what you're saying. So to, you you know how the agent game works. Yeah, and I'm not saying you, agents are hitting you up for stuff uh, because your reporting, I think, is a little different. Like, this was a pretty clear plant on Damian Lillard. Thank you. So, I, you know, the overall sense from Portland I get right now is that there is no and will not be any initiative from the Blazers' side of things to move Damian Lillard until he gives them a trade request. Now, he's come out publicly – Time and again since you know the summer's hysteria, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and preached his unwavering commitment to Portland, right? He said it multiple, multiple times. But he also, whenever it was in this in the offseason in Las Vegas during that team USA mini camp before the Olympics, he used his public platform to call out the Rasa for not being good enough. He threw his his, his preferred head coaching candidate out there in Jason Kidd after they fired Terry Scotts. He's doing and has conducted himself um, in a way of which superstars who are trying to use leverage and use the threat of leaving to their benefit to get to improve the situation that they're currently in as they see fit, right? We've seen it time and again with top players in the league making votes of confidence or votes of not confidence for head coaches, players with them, you name it. So with all that being said, especially with the change at the top of Neil O'Shea now, rival teams are absolutely looking at that situation and wondering if the Blazers season continues to sputter as it has. If they're, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't checked the standings today, but they're basically right on the cusp of being out of the playing tournament altogether. Yeah. That obviously would be a, a catastrophic failure for Portland right now. They, they, they have the longest active playoff streak in the league of eight straight years. So wow. So they're 11 and 17, currently tied with Sacramento, but they would lose out um, whatever the tiebreaker is, uh, division, uh, conference record, whatever that is. Yep. But you're right. They, they've lost six in a row. But, Jake, what's even more interesting, so they can the coach, and now the GM, whatever that – I don't even know what the hell happened there. He got There was like a work, very generic wording, workplace culture firing. Basically – No details? You no, know, people around the league are, are pretty confident that – the Trailblazers have been searching for ways to part ways with Neil O'Shea for oh. a bit here and that they were looking to fire him with cause to get out of the several years of guaranteed money he had left on his deal. I wouldn't expect this is the last we hear from him. It, it might be quiet. It might go on behind the scenes, but 
he's he t- he's essentially got stripped of a lot of money that was coming his way. If this is going to, I mean, the wording in the press release is pretty uh, direct. It, it, it was vague, but it was pretty direct that he violated the Trailblazers' code of conduct, right? Which would now, what is the code of that? And that's the thing. People are like, what does that even that's mean? That's the thing. I mean, it would seem to suggest that their investigation found something of inappropriate behavior that would be fireable for cause to allow them to get off the hook for paying. And that that is what every executive I've spoken to has, has pretty much viewed that situation as from and people I've talked to inside the Blazers as well. And he was the guy kind of protecting CJ McCollum, right? Because he had a rich history with McCollum. We talked about it. Yeah, he drafted McCollum. He's a big fan of him, and he didn't want to break up the backcourt duo. Well, the coach is gone. Now you fire McCollum's guy, and McCollum's got a baby on the way, and he had like a collapsed love. It's just all falling apart yeah, badly in Portland. McCollum for right now. Yeah, yeah, because he's an all-around good guy. I do wonder, Jake, like, like, why would Dame—I don't think Dame wants to stay. Is that your read? He, he has definitely said he does, and there's people I've talked to— and one person recently that I spoke to um, about the situation who knows Dame as well as anyone um, who said that even though there are people around him, like the guy I spoke to, who are certainly in Dame's ear saying, look, there are better opportunities out there for you to compete for a championship. That Dame, in his heart of hearts, absolutely wants to stay in Portland. That, that's the sense I've gotten all along. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Jake, this goes back to a point that people are sensitive when I bring this up. Okay, so Kevin Durant left OKC for Golden State. And everybody said, oh, he's soft. It's the easy way out. And I've countered, no, that is the hard way out. When Kevin Durant said, I'm out, everybody hated him around the league. 29 teams. Oh, gosh, he's (laughs) he's the worst. Kevin Durant stinks. Um, They're burning his jersey. They hate him in OKC. He's booed throughout the league. Like Instagram, Twitter, every day people are inundating him with hate. It takes a lot to be able to deal with that. I think Damian Lillard has seen what happened to Anthony Davis when he left New Orleans and Paul George when he said, I'm out of Indy. Um, And and like, everybody kind of hates you. And I don't think Dame wants to be hated by Portland. And he's trying to thread that needle of, how do I get out of here without looking like a jerk? Yeah. And I think, you know, the problem is that's impossible. So so then he's either stuck with, I'm going to stay there and make a ton of money and never win jack squat, (laughs) or I force my way out and everybody hates me. Is there is there a way to thread that needle, Jake? Because listen, when LeBron left Cleveland, you know it was ugly. Uh, it, the manner he left wasn't great, but there is no easy way out. It's easier to just stay and be loved, and then just be called. Oh, he couldn't win a big game. Yeah, no, it's 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 a topic that comes up every time we hear about a superstar being on the fence of whether or not they want to request a trade or if they want to leave in free agency. Like like people around those players always talk about. This guy doesn't know if he wants to become the the bad guy. It's, they just want to yeah. wear the black hat. To, 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 your, to answer your question, I don't know if there is a way to thread the needle, but I really don't think it matters because Kevin Durant, pretty beloved right now, right when he was leading Team USA to a yeah. medal, everyone was talking about how this guy is the – and same thing about going toe-to-toe with Milwaukee. Um, he's the greatest player in the world. LeBron is – you know, LeBron – LeBron has his haters. All these guys are going to have their haters, but LeBron's the Lakers' savior, and I won them a title. And mm-hmm. James Harden, you know, people were calling for him being one of the most like disrespectful. Oh, this guy's taking a basically a massive dump on the Houston Rockets. He gets <laughs> he gets traded to Brooklyn, and all of a sudden, all the people who were crying foul about James Harden were arguing that he had an MVP case last year. So yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I don't necessarily like. Sure, I, I understand. It is definitely real that these star players consider the fact that they don't want to be considered the bad guy when they make these moves. But at the end of the day, the fan base seems to have collective amnesia about those situations when you end up yeah. being good. When you win a title. Yeah. They don't, they don't care. Now, uh, one of the more interesting things I saw in your column this week was, and again, maybe I'm reading this wrong, but James Harden still hasn't signed his nets extension. And is there a possibility that Harden reunites with Daryl Morey? in Philadelphia in a Harden-Simmons swap. Now, Harden has not played well at all this year. I don't know if it's injury, apathy. Um, this is Kevin Durant's team. It's not my show. I don't know what's going on with Harden, but what's your current read on Harden and the Nets? So just like with Bradley Beal, for Harden, it doesn't make any sense for him to have taken a contract extension at this point. Um, and I specifically with Harden, I, I know I, I know that um, – with Beal, just waiting until this offseason, he can sign a deal that's an extra year, $50 million more, all that type of stuff. Harden, I think there's another situation where he could even opt in. Like Harden has the opportunity to opt out um, and sign a, a new deal this summer, or he can extend again and then have an even richer uh, extension offered to him in the following summer. But the fact that that situation isn't solidified and he theoretically could test the open market this summer, it's absolutely left the door open for a potential sign and trade opportunity with Philadelphia mm. where, and, and, and I, and he's like, he's absolutely at the top of the Sixers list as well. I mean, they literally do have a list of some two dozen players that they will take back for Ben. And obviously they, they went after James Harden before Harden went to Brooklyn and more. Who, wait, who's higher on the list, Jake? I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's J- James Harden higher or Damian Lillard. I haven't seen the list. Okay. I don't know who's high. I don't know. If Who would you guess out of those? You two? know, the next time I talk to Phil people, I'm going to ask, this is, this is interesting. I want to ask if they're ranked. Like, I wonder if it's just a group of guys in no order, or if there is a rank, there's got to be a ranking. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, whether Jalen Brown, Dame and Harden. Um, I mean, if you want to extend the window, it's got to be Jalen Brown. If you want to win this year, 
Dame or Harden. Yeah. I just I don't know I don't know how how James Harden would fit with a big guy. Because didn't it not go that well with Dwight Howard in Houston? It is a question, um, especially Embiid does love to operate a lot with post touches um, rather than coming up in the high pick and roll. Like he's not Clint Capella, right? Which is the type of (laughs) James Harden had the most success with. It is it is an interesting fit, Um, but Embiid has shown throughout this Ben Simmons partnership that he's willing to do things like stand out on the perimeter more and shoot some threes to be complimentary and be a team player. Like he, he has a pretty unselfish star from, from all that I've heard. It, yeah. But it, when the chips are down and it's games five, six and seven, I mean, he vomited all over himself against that Hawks. I think he had eight turnovers in game yeah, and, six and, or and seven. He was out of shape, like, injured, not, yeah. not great against the Hawks at all. He's always hurt. I, I'm, I don't know. Everybody loves a beat. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, I want to go back to Beal real quick. Yeah. Um, remember Washington started hot. I think they were like 10 and two first mm-hmm. in the East. Well, here we are, middle of December, and Washington slip sliding to seven. <laughs> but the funniest part is, Jake, they're a mere three and a half games away from being 14th wow. in the East. Uh, Jake, if you had to guess, um, Valentine's Day, where are the Sixers top 10 in the East? And then it becomes, well, you know, Bradley Beal, are you going to stay? So I think um, an interesting thing with the Wizards, and it kind of applies to a lot of teams in the league right now. The play-in tournament has dramatically changed the way that teams operate in terms of expectations, and that that expectations ultimately play the greatest context in decisions these teams make, right? And making the playoffs, making the postseason is now a much more attainable goal, being that two more teams make, make the picture. And with that, like, there's so many teams in the league, like Washington, who are right in the middle of the pack who could end up being a four seed or could end up being a 10 seed. And I think a lot of those teams are kind of going to hold their chips here, even though we're in this unofficial trade season and more guys are eligible to be moved. I don't know if we're going to see a flurry of activity right now until February because teams exactly like the Wizards, they don't know how good they are. Like, like they started off really hot. They've got this all NBA superstar Bradley Beal and a bunch of complimentary pieces it is certainly possible that by the time we get to February 14th, I mean, he flirted with it um, before the draft. Like it, it started because Russell Westbrook, just like when he and James Harden were looking at each other in Houston, Russ was getting, was getting word about LA. He wanted to go to LA. He was also kind of hearing that Brad was thinking about requesting a trade. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's the same thing with Damian Lillard and the fact that once the door has kind of been opened, even if it's closed and he's happy and he's back with that team, it could open again. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but teams around the league who are looking to hunt for stars, Boston looking to upgrade Philly, especially with Ben Simmons, like any team that New Orleans, um, you know, that has a ton of picks at their disposal, any team that's looking to go big game hunting and improve their roster, they're certainly strategizing with an opportunity to go and get Bradley Beal at some point between now and the start of the 2022-23 season. So, yeah, we'll see how good the, the Wizards do moving forward. All right, we'll touch on two more teams real quick. Um, first of all, you just mentioned uh, New Orleans. So, listen, this is a subject that makes me very sad and depressed, the Zion situation. Yeah. But it is getting ugly. I mean, I had somebody tell me, why is he even suiting up this year? They stink. They're not going anywhere. What's the point of rushing back? He wants out of there anyway. Um, currently, New Orleans dead last in the West, 8-21. and 21. Zion's not getting this team to the the play in. They've had injuries. Um, you know, they they uh, the coaching situation. Uh, it's just it's all around bad, bad, bad situation. Jake, what's your read on the Pelicans, Zion this year and beyond? No, it's funny, not funny. Um, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, don't say funny. It's uh, it's interesting you said about um, you know why he comes back this year. You know, the conversation for years has been the Pelicans have to do everything they can to convince Zion to sign that max extension. And now the conversation in the last week or so is starting to shift a little bit to would the Pelicans even offer the full unprotected max? Oh, please. No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm asking that, but people yeah. are starting to ask that, which is it's just crazy how things can flip so fast, but they absolutely will. And I think um, I think they're going to still operate with the under the assumption that he is going to come back and that he can be that type of guy. I mean, there's still only like five, six games out of that. That's a, another uh, ripple effect of that playing tournament. Like I was just talking about, if he does come back by January and there's still only seven, eight games out of it, like theoretically he's got the talent and the ability to push them up 
a couple of games into that conversation. So I think as long as there's an opportunity for him to still feasibly realistically return, they're going to be buyers. They're going to try to upgrade their roster and find some more complimentary pieces to surround Zion and Brandon Ingram with and try to make the play in tournament. But you're right. The, the longer he, uh, he sits out, it does start to, um, I mean, you don't just want to sit the year when you're healthy and could have played, but people are definitely starting to question if and when he will actually make his return here. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't have a good feeling about Zion long-term in new Orleans, but uh, is your read? And I know it's still a couple years out at least, but Knicks probably. (laughs) I mean, the Knicks are saving their chips and have been saving their chips to go make a run at all these guys. I I mean, Donovan Mitchell's definitely on their list. Zion's going to be on their list. Cat's going to be on their list. Like, especially anyone who's been represented by CAA, the connections are obvious. Um, So I I think those are three guys uh, who are, um, who I just mentioned. So, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying those guys are going to the Knicks the second they reach free agency. I'm not saying that, but yeah, the, the, the players, the the actors on their teams that are pulling the strings and calling the shots and trying to keep those guys happy in market. They are definitely aware that the Knicks are coming down the pipeline. And finally, the Detroit Pistons. I know they're the worst team in the league, four and twenty-two. Uh, they've lost twelve in a row. They got Jeremy Grant in free agency. I don't know. I think last year he is really strong. Um, good player. Obviously, hasn't played that well in Detroit. Do you think they're sellers for Grant and look to pick up any picks they can? Grant leads them in scoring. Um, you know, he's not shooting great from three, but again, it's tough to when you're surrounded by the ineptitude in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, where does it make sense for Jeremy Grant to land? A three and D wing is in high demand, especially come postseason. High demand for sure. Um, I, I, I haven't been able to, I mean, the landing spots haven't really materialized yet, but I'm, I've kind of started comparing him to last year's Aaron Gordon, where I think the Pistons are going to hold it out and see who ultimately ends up being the highest bidder for his services. His contract number, his contract number is pretty low, all things considered. It's around twenty million dollars somewhere in there. Where you know we're in a league now with so many guys making thirty plus, um, and he's got one more year left on his deal after this, meaning he is theoretically a potential flight risk for the Pistons. And trading him now for a team that could get a half a season with him plus another season next year under that contract before they have to make their own free agency decision with him, that's a pretty attractive opportunity. Just like Aaron Gordon last year in Orlando. So I, I think he'll get moved. I definitely do. Um, when he got hurt, he's going to be out some six weeks or so, some ligament in his thumb. When that when he got hurt, I had a bunch of people that I talked to regularly around the league text me something along the lines of, well, there goes Jeremy Grant's value. We'll see. I mean, there's a long time away between now and February 10th for him to get healthy and return. But I, I think that the Pistons will ultimately be able to get a pretty strong package back for him. Hmm, interesting. All right, Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report. Uh, you know, Jake, what, what else are you working on besides the NBA? Uh, do, any books in the pipeline? I mean, you're really starting to blow up as an NBA guy. Loving your that, stuff. Man. My, uh, well, my first book came out in May. I think that's why we first talked. Um, it's yes. to lose how the NBA's tanking era changed the league forever. It's been out for a bit. It's like half off now on Amazon if you want to give it a chat. Um, I'd appreciate that. I've got some other products in the work. We've got a proposal out to publishers right now and hoping to have it announced Ooh. by the end of January. And um, nice. yeah, we're, we got some moves in the works. So I appreciate the support and hope to deliver on, uh, on your interest for more content, man. <laughs> good stuff, dude. Keep up the good work. All right, Jake. Thank you. Sam. The only thing better than sitting on your couch, watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from Jake Fisher. Really like having that guy on. Uh, the only disappointment with all this is like we get all excited to talk about potential trades December 15th, and y'all know not much is going to happen. Russ ain't getting moved. It's fun to talk about. Maybe something happens with Ben Simmons. Maybe Portland makes a big move, but with uh, backup GM, or uh, sorry, uh, fill-in GM, unlikely. Um, at any rate, let's get to the best bet here. For Thursday Night Football, on paper, it was supposed to be an awesome game. Chargers, Chiefs. I have a little FOMO already because some buddies out here are going to the game. And I was all excited that the Chargers would have a chance. Like earlier this week, I was like, wow, line's going up. That's weird. What what, what are people seeing in the Chiefs? And I was like, okay, Chiefs defense, it'll be a close game, divisional matchup. 
Chargers, I, I, I think the Chargers can hang here. And then the COVID stuff happens. And the Chargers are out there left tackle. The rookie Slater, who's been playing incredible. I, and again, I don't know how many of you have the Pro Football Focus uh, subscription. But if you look at uh, what what's-his-name has done at left tackle this year, um, uh, Slater's been awesome. Like, rarely do you see rookies that high slide in and are utterly dominant. Um, he's graded out as the 13th best left tackle in the league as a rookie. 13 out of 82. That's pretty damn good. Just so happens his backup is a guy with the last name Pimpkins. Uh, honestly, never heard of him. Um, he is going to be the backup. We will see how that works out. Oh, by the way, Trey Pimpkins... Pipkins, sorry, Pipkins. Um, he's played five offensive line snaps this year. And he's probably going to be going up against Melvin Ingram and who's the other edge rusher for the Chiefs? Uh, Frank Clark. Both of those guys can wreak havoc off the edge. Now, here's where it gets even worse for the Chargers. Austin Eckler, game-time decision. Derwin James, game-time decision. Not ideal. Um, Derwin James, great in-the-box safety, good run-stopper. These are just three, three probably of the Chargers' like eight best players. One definitely out, two may be out. Now, it's not awesome for the Chiefs either because they lost Chris Jones to the COVID list. However, however, there's a chance if he has two negative tests in 24 hours that he plays. Haven't seen anything yet this morning, but we're recording super-duper early. If there, if Chris Jones plays, it's a game-changer. I, I Listen, I know defensive linemen outside of T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett probably aren't worth half a point to the spread. That being said, Chris Jones is a game-changer. They had to play him on the outside earlier this year because they just didn't have the bodies. And you notice the Chiefs defense stunk. Then they pick up Ingram. They get Frank Clark healthy. They move Jones to the inside. And now the defense is dominating. They have been carrying this team outside of the two Raiders games during this hot streak. The Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, sorry Patriots fans, because of the defense right now. But Willie Gay, the linebacker who I believe is their best linebacker. I mean, again, pro football focus stats aren't everything, but Willie Gay has been very, very good for them. He's going to probably be replaced by the rookie, the kid out of Missouri, uh, Bolton, who is a second-round pick. He's played a bunch, but it's certainly a downgrade, no doubt about it. Uh, Willie Gay, very good coverage linebacker. They like him a lot. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I just don't know if the Chargers can take advantage of this uh, with with missing um, Slater and not having Eckler at 100%. So that now it basically falls upon Justin Herbert to attack the outside. Sneed will not be playing again. He had the family tragedy. And um, he's back with the team, but they listed him as out uh, on, uh, on the injury report. So can Herbert take advantage on the outside of the Chiefs? And almost certainly, yes. But at the same time, what the hell's going on with the Chargers secondary? I mean, their rookie, who has been uh, extremely good, he's had the concussion, um, and he's missed several games. Without him, the secondary's been awful. Um, I know he's young, but he's Asante Samuel Jr., the the uh, son of the great former Patriots quarterback. Uh, Chris Harris has been in and out of the lineup, and like, you know, you take away Derwin James, and it's like, my gosh, what, what are we missing, two or three starters? So I, let's see what happens. It's tough to wager on this game, honestly, until we get word later in the day. If Chris Jones is in with Slater 100% out, I, I I think this will go up to Chiefs 4. My official prediction, it's, listen, we saw that Chargers game, Chargers-Chiefs game earlier in the year. Really good game. Chargers won the fourth quarter, and they were able to ultimately come back and win the game. Um, but ultimately, you could say, hey, man, I thought the Chiefs were the better team in that game. It was a really good game. Chargers with the finishing kick. But remember, they uh, they did lead early 14-0. And then the Chiefs stormed back. And then, of course, you get the touchdown with 30 seconds left uh, with the Riverboat Gambler. Um, what's his face? Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm spacing on his name. Brandon Staley, the new coach, going for it on fourth down multiple times, going for the touchdown, not settling for the field goal. Um but again, like heading into the fourth quarter, Chiefs leading. Chiefs lead with six minutes to go. Uh, it, it, it Chargers ended up coming back and tying it up. But you know, you look at the stats from that game. It's like the Chiefs rang up 437 yards of offense, but they had four turnovers. Like they were dominant in that in that game, uh, with the exception of the turnovers. They moved up and down the field. And again, it, these are things that you have to you know you have to really watch the game to know. But the uh, Chargers two touchdown drives in the first half, 51 and 53 yards. Both came after Chiefs fumbles. Okay, in the second half, uh, Chargers offense—they did have one long drive. Um, 
uh, for a touchdown midway through the third quarter. But the Chiefs, second half possessions, touchdown, 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 interception. Remember Mahomes, really bad pick. Um, and then, of course, uh, they got the ball back and everybody thought, oh, they, they got this and they could not pull it off in the final 30 seconds. So I know people aren't going to like it, but this is a game time decision for me. I would lean Chiefs at three. Uh, but if if it, if this gets to four, I would probably buy back on the Chargers in the hopes of is there a chance uh, th- this will go higher than four? I doubt it. But to me, this is a, 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 a what twenty three twenty Chiefs win or like twenty one seventeen Chiefs win. So I would lean slightly to the Chiefs. But again, this is a tough weekend for games. I, there's much more I like that we will get to on tomorrow's podcast for best bets. But um, just be careful on Thursday night, given all the COVID. Um, Enjoy the game, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.